thank you so much for this time and, and giving us some time to come and just share with you a little bit about the ministry of Path of Life. On the screen, you see this picture, which when you go to our website, that's the picture that you see is a, a young woman kind of looking out over the vastness of just the world and all those options and the things before her. But also you will see our mission statement because Path of Life exists to offer Christ-centered hope and resources for sexual health and relational wholeness. And so that's the, if you will, the core or the cornerstone of what we want to do at Path of Life. We always want to adhere to that Christ-centeredness aspect of our ministry and because we believe that that is where hope can be found many people are like oh so you're a crisis pregnancy when they center when they initially hear about us actually no we are a relationship resource center and i'll get more deeply into that because we believe the most important relationship in our life is that relationship with jesus christ which forms the foundation for all of our other relationships in life um, and through that, we can indeed find sexual health and relational wholeness through that relationship. And so do I just ask you to move to the next slide? Is that what I should do? All right. Our name is based upon 16, Psalm 1611 in the Bible. You will make known, meaning God makes known to us the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Years ago, um, Path of Life is an is a old yet a new ministry. Many years ago, we were just a post-abortion recovery ministry and used that name, Path of Life. And one of our volunteers came up with that at the time because she said, you know what, this is the perfect name for us because so many of us are post-abortive like myself. We chose the path of death instead of the path of life and yet he made known to us in his graciousness even through our sin the path of life and he has filled us with joy in his presence eternal pleasures at your right hand which i believe truly my life is a testimony of jesus christ i have i'm honored here to have my husband of almost 31 years it won't be 31 till october but <laughs> i think i can go ahead and claim that um here what a what what a blessing. Thank you. Yeah. And what a blessing he has been. And yet I made so many disastrous choices prior to that time. And yet the Lord chose through his, his graciousness and his honor, his blessing, his righteousness, then to move my life to a place of joy. And that is something, you know, it, we hear in Acts how they could not stop typing speaking about what they'd seen and heard. I can't stop talking about that, y'all, because do you have any idea? It's like, I never got what I deserved. And that's because of Jesus Christ. And so that's the message we want to share then to all of our clients. Next slide, please. First of all, like I was saying earlier, we are a relationship resource ministry. And in that, we believe that communication is an essential component to relationship. And what prayer is, is our essential relationship with our Lord. He's given us that gift. Isn't it amazing how he's God and he really, I mean, he doesn't have to open that door and yet he does open that ability for us to communicate with him. And so as we look into his word, and one of my favorite prayers is in Ephesians 1, 15 to 23. I've often prayed it. In fact, I've written in the 
the margin of my Bible. It's a prayer for our daughters. For this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. As we come to know him, our, our, our hearts are opened up to come to know him more deeply, that you may know what is the hope, once again, that message of hope, to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the work of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him his head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fulfills, who fills all in all, believing that Christ indeed fills us. And so in that posture of prayer, he can fill us, he can direct us, he can give us the wisdom and the understanding because many of the issues that we deal with that path of life, people are often respond that, oh, that's complicated. Well, it is, but yet in Christ, there is an answer. There is a hope in Christ because he's above, he's over all of that. All of those things are under his feet, and we can rest in that assurance of that, that, that being the case. And on the next slide, I'll show you, this is our ministry model. Our foundation, of course, is Christ, the Bible, evangelism, because we believe that the primary reason that we're there is what? To share the hope and love of Jesus Christ. And we want to do so through discipleship, that opportunity to disciple our clients. And then we have four areas of ministry that will show up I hope soon, yes. Post-abortion recovery is one. Unplanned pregnancy and parenting support, another. Another is relationship resource. And then the fourth is unwanted same-sex attraction and gender identity. Just to give you an idea, it's like, what do you do in all of those areas of ministry? And they seem to be so different and so unrelated, but yet they are all related because typically... All of those issues, their underlying problem is a relational issue. It's something to do with relationship. And so in unplanned pregnancy, we offer for women, oops, let's not switch yet. Um, We offer under those, that area of unplanned pregnancy, a woman can come in. We have free ultrasounds. We have free pregnancy testing that are lab quality done by a nurse or a medical assistant professional so they are verifiable so that if that young woman needs to try to go get some sort of assistance, we can verify her pregnancy test so she can get the assistance. But we want them to meet each one of them with a consultant, developing a relationship with the consultant so that consultant can share the love of Christ with them. As she walks with them through a pregnancy, as she also also oftentimes 
stays with them afterwards. We have a sweet client who was just in this week on Tuesday, and she delivered in April. Had initially some difficulty with um, nursing her child, and our nurse is also a lactation consultant who actually went to the hospital and helped her over that little hump so that she could nurse her child. And now she's coming in because the child's crying a lot and kind of struggling through that. And so how can we come alongside them and support her in this choice that she's made for life for her child? Um, And so that is an ongoing area of ministry. Now, recognizing not all of the clients that come in who are experiencing unplanned pregnancies will choose life, then we also offer post-abortion recovery. Not such that you can say, oh, great, that's good to know, so I'll go have an abortion and I'll come right back in and go into a group. We want them to understand the magnitude of that choice. That is not a choice you get a do-over with. Okay, there is redemption in Christ, as I told you my story, obviously, but yet that is not a decision that should ever be entered into. And so what we seek to do in the unplanned pregnancy area is to educate the client as to all of their options regarding pregnancy. Every woman who is looking at an unplanned pregnancy has five options. People are always like, five? Goodness, where did you get that from? She can choose to parent single. She can choose to parent married. She can choose to parent perhaps with assistance. Is there a family member or someone close to her that maybe can help her perhaps while she's in college or school or a different setting that can help her make it through that time period? She can choose to um, place the child for adoption, and yes, she can choose abortion. But when she looks at all of those five options, we want her to understand what are the um, implications of making those decisions because every good decision, you need to be well-educated about it in the process. And so I personally like to talk to those clients who are considering abortion because I have a very different perspective on it than the worldly perspective. It did not go well for me after I made that choice. And I couldn't go back and I couldn't redo it. It's devastating. I will always be the mom of children who I aborted. And so that's something I like to be able to share with those clients. Now, understanding that, we offer the post-abortion recovery, recognizing that most women who have chosen abortion, most of us don't start to struggle with or seek help for that decision for 7 to 12 years after the fact. So it's a secret often that we keep, often that we bury. Society has told us that it was the only reasonable decision, and so we believe that we made the best choice for us and for the child and for our future. And so it takes a little while for those feelings to surface. And then once they surface, then the grief kind of comes in because you recognize society may have said it really didn't matter. It was a blob of tissue or a mass. But you realize at some point you took the life of not only a child, of your own child. And so you have to go through a process of recognizing, grieving for that child, also allowing the love of Christ to come in and bring healing and wholeness once again, because it is a devastating choice. And in unwanted same-sex attraction, goodness, what do you do there? Well, 
we always want to offer a compassionate approach, but I was like I was saying, it's not a sexual issue, it's a relational issue. And typically there has been some brokenness in relationship in the past that led to that choice or led to that decision in some fashion. And so for those individuals who are believers in Christ and who are saying, goodness, something is wrong here, I'm seeking help, we do have groups for men, we have groups for women, and we also, though, have groups for parents. Many, many Christian parents are devastated by their children's choices to pursue same-sex relationships or to pursue a transgender lifestyle. And so how do we support those parents in a biblical construct, in faith, believing, and, and then so also having them look at ways that the Lord may be wanting to grow them through this circumstance. He's told us in in the word that often situations and things happen because I've got a plan here and you may be ministering to others in the future. And so we have a prayer group that meets on Tuesdays. Currently we're praying for about 120 people. Most of them are from Christian homes and their parents have asked us to pray for them. Um, pray for change in their lives. Also pray for their parents and their loved ones. Um, then our fam- friends and family group, we have two, for actually two groups. One is a Zoom group that we do together with Portland Fellowship, another ministry who's been vo- involved in working with those with same-sex attraction for over 30 years. And um, we walk with the parents through a 15-week study during that process over Zoom. Um, when we did it last year, I think there were over 60 families on that, on that group. And then we also have a group for women um, that is Reclaim, Restore, Rebuild, that walks them through that process of how can they maintain that relationship with the child but also adhere to a biblical construct in that process as well. And so the next slide, it just lets you know, too, that each ministry area, we provide free education and mentoring. Yes, everything that we do at Path of Life is free. Even our STD testing, even our ultrasounds, all of our medical processes, everything is free. How do you do that? Well, I'll get into that later. But our biggest focus is to share the love of Christ and his purposes with each individual who may feel confused, hopeless, or fearful. On the next slide, it talks about how we are a 501c3 nonprofit corporation existing solely through the assistance of volunteers, financial donations of individuals and churches. We don't receive any state or federal funding. It's been interesting to me since the Dobbs decision, reading some things about these crisis pregnancy centers who get all this federal money. I'd love to know who those centers are because I don't know any. Most of us are supported solely through individual donations, private donations, um, rather than any kind of funding or any outside sources. So in the midst of that, too, we have one full-time employee, that's me, and then we have four part-time employees, two receptionists that share our reception tasks at the front desk, our nurse is a part-time employee, and then our client services director is just one day a week. I love the approach that our board has taken, an incremental approach of how much can we afford based upon current donations, and they've continued to add those paid services. But having said that, we have over 62 volunteers. 
Isn't that amazing? That that many people would be willing to give of their time and their energy to support the ministry. But there are lots of opportunities and areas that you can be involved in. Further details are back at the back table. But just to give you an overview, um, and it, it cracks me up, I ask our client services director, can you update this list for me? And she put cleaning at the very top. I thought that was very cute that she did that because currently our volunteers are, you know, they, the, the consultants are taking turns as they're there throughout the week doing those cleaning duties. And she's, it would be nice to have someone who came in on a regular basis and did those cleaning tasks. Um, weekly shopping, that's just the, you know, we're out of paper towels and napkins or toilet paper or we need to get some more gloves or, for the medical room, that sort of thing. Gift wrapping. I said, what is gift wrapping? And she said, that's because in our unplanned pregnancy area, we have a program called Earn While You Learn, where our clients then can um, earn different things. Like one of our clients, her hope was to have a baby monitor that had the um, screen on it and connected to her phone. And so she earned that um, throughout her time She by coming in doing the work and doing the processes while she was there on a weekly basis. She earned enough points that we purchased that for her. And our client services director likes to give it to them in a beautiful gift basket and have it look, you know, lovely for them. Um, it just maintenance work around the center. I'm, I, I'm kind of, I saw that and I thought, oh, that's interesting because just this last week we realized one of our security cameras is broken. So I went home, Chuck, can you <laughs> fix the security camera? Um, just little things like that that happen around the facility. Bookkeeping, we currently have um, a bookkeeper who comes in every week and helps us with all of our donations and those kinds of things. It would be wonderful if we had a backup for that. IT, you know, the printer's not working, the this, the that. We need this update. Those That would be wonderful to not have to, all of us, try to do that. Event assistance. And at the back table, we have information about an event that we are having in September. Our speaker is going to be Ryan T. Anderson. We're so excited about it. Ryan has written some really good books, one related to abortion, one related to transgenderism. He's definitely on point with the Ministry of Path of Life. I think you'll find him in incredibly engaging um, and so we always need help in setup and you know all of the details surrounding events we do need more registered nurses we need about three more consultants we always need prayer warriors always 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 and we would covet your prayers of course and church champions I will talk about that more in a little bit and then child care and I was asking her tell me more about child care well as we have our different groups like we have a pregnancy loss group we have a post-abortion recovery group. Sometimes we have moms with younger children, and it's helpful if we can offer childcare on site for those groups. Um, so on the next slide, I'll tell you a little bit about our champion program. What is that? We are just seeking in churches that are like-minded to have a champion or an individual within that church that can be that conduit of sharing information. Like, 
we can send information to about upcoming events or needs or things like that to the champion, and then the champion can get that in your bulletin or somehow get that out to the congregation. We found that typically those people who go to church here know a lot more about what's going on than us just trying to make a call periodically about something that's taking place, and that's a much much easier way for everyone for us to try to get that information out. On the next slide, I'll show you the need. As you see those dots coming up on the screen, then you will see another um, pie chart that's going to show up that will let you know that one in four women have had an abortion. And it used to be one in four women of childbearing age. And then we had abortion as part of our country's just DNA for 50 years. And so now it is one in four women. Unfortunately, that number is the same within our church bodies as it is out in the general population. And so you may be singing in the choir, and the person next to you has had an abortion in the past. They've never shared with anyone. And so the need is great. Um, we as Christians are as, are as good at being sinful and trying to hide our behavior as anyone. And abortion is a way in which that happens. Just to give you an idea further of the need, on this next slide, we have data for Spokane County for 2020. We had 3,513 reported cases of STDs. Now, it's disturbing to me in our day of you know, technological advancement that these, this data is three years old, and I've been trying to get updated information from the health department, and it is not yet available, which surprises me. Um, there were 6,718 total pregnancies for women aged 16 to 44, but 966 reported abortions. Now, if you've looked in the news at all now, you know about the chemical abortion or the use of mifeprestone, the pill. We are, it is unclear if that number includes those abortions, which those abortions quoted in the um, spokesman review in May of 2022, they indicate that over 70% of their business is the chemical abortion. And so that 966 number, how we keep hearing abortions are going down, abortions are going down, um, I'm a bit skeptical that they are indeed going down. We know that we have record-breaking numbers of teens identifying as LGBTQ, many as transgender, and they are accessing services for medications and surgeries. We are located on the corner of Indiana and Ruby, two doors from Planned Parenthood. So often they're walking right by our building to get um, hormonal treatment and or to get an abortion. As they can do, it is legal in the state of Washington to access those services without parental consent. So often parents have absolutely no idea that this is happening. And just a final statistic that I found interesting, that divorce in Spokane County is reflected at 19.7% when the national average is 11%. So I, do, I feel like we have this slippery slope in our community that we have just slid right down into, and we're hanging out in the mud. 
Um, so in the midst of that, Path of Life wants to be a beacon and a hope. And so on the next slide, you'll see our response and results. Four areas of ministry targeting key societal issues. And then our ministry focus being Christ-centered, focused upon relationships, focused upon a relationship with Christ, sharing that love of Christ with our clients. The results, and these are just four different clients that I thought about as I um, was putting this together. We did an interview with a woman by the name of Priscilla a number of years ago who said that she was in a Bible study in her church and someone had said that anyone who has an abortion is a murderer. And it struck her and it put, it made her very fearful. And then she went to another church and heard one of our post-abortion recovery volunteers give her testimony. And she thought, hmm, maybe I could experience that. Maybe I could have some help. And so she accessed our post-abortion recovery group. And in my interview with her, I learned just about how she said, actually, that reference to a woman who has, you know, taken the life of her child was accurate. And it was convicting, and it was fearful. She said, I wanted to run from it, but when I turned toward it, I experienced the healing. I experienced the hope. And I saw that people were there ready to accept me, to love me, and to put their arms around me. The pregnant woman, in fact, it's wild because just the other night, um, I went to a concert and um, saw our first ever client, who is the pregnant woman, um, just walking past her. And she's like, Sherry! Um, It's so exciting to go next to her and to see her and to see her little girl who's now five. Um, getting ready to start kindergarten. She told me years ago when she had her ultrasound, she said, Sherry, I looked up on that screen. I saw the flicker of light, which is what you see kind of, and that which is the heartbeat, the baby's heartbeat. And she said, I knew there was life growing within me and that I was going to need to keep this baby. And so it's exciting to me that this little baby is now five, and I just got to see her the other night. The transformed transgender who is struggling with, who am I? Why did, you know, why am I struggling with these feelings? Learning that, oh my goodness, I realized that my dad was an abusive father, and I wanted to, to try to become the kind of man who would never treat women like that. But pursuing that through my own efforts and resources, I did indeed become that person. And I actually tried to recreate myself. And it wasn't until I surrendered to the Lord and let go and actually returned to being a woman, the woman that God created me to be, that I could experience hope, healing, fulfillment, and and live the life that I was intended to live. The saved marriage, being a a man who struggled with um, same-sex attraction, long-term marriage, and he was trying to make a decision about whether he should leave his wife of many years and pursue this um, nagling that was going on in the back of his mind, came into our men's group, fearful 
because he was thinking that we were going to, um, I don't know what he thought, if he thought we would give him, you know, ice baths, or <laughs> I don't know what the, the idea was, but he went through that Bible study and then was transformed. And it was so exciting to have his wife contact us and in tears in her eyes say, you guys saved my marriage. And it's like, no, we didn't save your marriage. Jesus Christ saved your marriage. And that's what he wants for you and he wants for everyone. And so those are just four little vignettes, if you will, of, of some of the clients that we have had at Path of Life. And so join us. This is a picture of the first picture of our building. Um, it was so exciting when we were looking at buildings and um, I was approached by, uh, I approached an attorney friend of mine to look at a lease I was reviewing. And I couldn't get comfortable with it. And she said, I can't either. Why would you not want to be in the same building as we are? I'm like, oh, you're downtown. We want foot traffic. She's like, oh, gosh, I moved. Can I introduce you to my landlord? And so this is the picture I snapped as I drove into that parking lot of the building. And it was like, okay, Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) We are two doors. There's a daycare center between us and um, Planned Parenthood in Spokane, which is a regional hub between Seattle and Minneapolis. It is one of the largest Plans Parenthood. So that's how you can get a hold of us. That's our website. We would love to hear from you. I welcome you to please come in. I love to give tours of our building. I, it's a really beautiful building. Um, and so please, if you have any questions, I'll be at the back. Ann and I both will be there at the conclusion. And I thank you so much for your time today.